Welcome back, everybody, to episode 48 of the Guardian Project Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and uh, I'm starting to feel a bit like Emra Cool. Um, but instead of being imprisoned in the moon, I'm imprisoned in my house. And it's not Innistrad, it's the entire world. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, and I'm your co-host, Mike Coyle. And, you know, I've been working out a lot lately. And uh, I just feel like I keep getting into fights with Nahiri. Because I'm sore in all the wrong places. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Please listen carefully. That I've been going on bike rides mm-hmm. and it is it's awful for like the first you know, for I guess bike ride like two three and four yeah because you get really sore on that first bike ride mm-hmm. and those seats are not big enough Mm-mm. no no even no. with bike shorts even with those padded bike shorts I love those I have never owned those that sounds really they they they're just like your butt's a giant pad it's really great what and they were like what if $12. your butt's, what if your butt's already a giant pad but you're putting Pads on pads on pads. It's solid. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic Gathering. But mostly Commander. And uh, before we start, we want to thank our patrons. Uh, We appreciate all of your support. Uh, If you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project podcast for any dollar amount. We've got lots of fun uh, trinkets to give away, and we will have some... uh, patron-only content coming out soon. We are dabbling in some video uh, Commander deck techs. So we're, we're excited, excited to release that soon. Yeah, a couple other ways you can support the podcast. We do have a TCG player affiliate link located on our website, guardianprojectpodcast.com. If you're looking for any singles or sealed product, please use that link. Uh, the proceeds will go right back into the podcast and help us do some fun stuff. Um, also, if you could just subscribe, rate, review, um, leave a comment uh, on any media that you are listening to our podcast on, we would greatly appreciate it. What are we talking about this week? This week, uh, we actually had a suggestion um, from someone on our Discord uh, to talk about some budget versions of expensive cards that are commonly played in EDH or mm-hmm. Commander. I don't know why I say ED. I never say EDH. I don't know why I said it today. Uh, and uh, also, we have a Commander of the Week. I will talk about what uh, actually my newest deck that I have built, uh, my quarantine deck, uh, Hogak, the Arisen Necropolis. And there's actually, we have gameplay of Hogak on our YouTube channel. Um, but we don't, it's not like a YouTube slash Guardian Project podcast because we don't have enough subscribers yet. So go check out our video and subscribe because then we'll be able to get an actual link we can, you know, just read instead of youtube.com slash a strand of digits and letters and things that I cannot memorize. (laughs) We'll just, we'll just come up with an acronym that like is real catchy. That's 400 words long that people, you know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. We we, we should, I don't even know what it is. Honestly, I don't look at it anymore. Mm -hmm. But we've gotten a few subscribers, so we're hoping everybody likes our content. We've been recording um, all of our Paper Commander streams on Fridays, so go check that out. Um, So let's talk about some real expensive cards that we have some budget versions of that you can either replace or add to to make more redundant. Um, I guess 
We do have a qualifier before we start this though. So in, in most of these cases, these are not one-to-one -one replacements. Right. Um, in some cases they might be, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. in the majority of these cases, they are not. Right. Um, in many of these will be slower, uh, may cost more mana, have some significant drawbacks, might benefit your opponents, which that you know could be good or bad, I guess, in your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not a comprehensive list. This is a list that we have put together based on cards that we would use right. as substitutions. Um, so if there's things that we miss um, or things that you use that that uh, as a substitution that we don't go over, feel free to tweet at us. Yeah. Um, at Guardian Guardian Pod um, and tell us what your thoughts are. So we each had we each picked five. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you go ahead with your first? Sure. So let's do really hard one right out of the bat. Um, the first one I picked was the card Scroll Rack. Difficult to replace. <laughs> yeah. So Scroll Rack's only been printed once. It was printed in Tempest. Um, it's a two mana artifact, colorless artifact. Uh, that says you can pay one and tap it and choose any number of cards in your hand and set those cards aside. Put an equal number of cards from the top of your library into your hand, then put the cards set aside in this way on top of your library in any order. So typically, um, Scroll Rack is, obviously as a colorless card, it is used in a wide variety of decks and in a wide variety of uh, situations It is used for different things. So like, I play Scroll Rack in my Ilharg, the Raise Boar deck, because it's pseudo card draw. It doesn't actually give you card advantage, but it's nice to, you know, get a fresh hand every once in a while. But what I wanted to focus on here for Scroll Rack was um, top deck manipulation. So manipulating the top of your library uh, for effects such as uh, God Eternal, Kefnet, Eureka, the Tiger's Shadow, um, that kind of stuff, uh, where you really care what's right on top of your library. Now, there really isn't a permanent that you could put out there that will do this over and over and over again. We, cer we searched. I know, Andy, I know you looked at this card, so I'm sure you searched too. It's so funny because when we were coming up with our list, um, I, I gave Coil the five cards I was going over, and he goes, cool, I picked these. And when I saw him say Scroll Rack, I go, yeah, I spent about an hour on that and gave up. So yeah. I'm interested to see what you came up with because I could not find a good enough replacement for that. So so a real non-budget replacement is called Jace the Mind Sculptor that has a, <laughs> uh, a brainstorm on, on his zero ability for a planeswalker. <laughs> sure. So, so, it, but it's also in blue, so it's actually even more limiting um, than Scroll Rack itself. So, going about that route, obviously, we're not going to say Jace the Mind Sculptor. That isn't budget. There is a two mana artifact called Isochron Scepter out there um, on TCG Player. Looks like you can pick it up for under $10 for a card versus the Scroll Rack, which is, um, I think, TCG Low right now is about $50. Bucks. Uh, TCG market price is $60. So, depending on what condition you're looking for, again, only printed once in Tempest. You could probably find a damaged one for a pretty good price. Um, but Isochron Scepter, uh, two mana artifact with imprint. It says when it enters the battlefield, you can exile an instant with converted mana cost two or less from your hand. Uh, pay two, tap it, copy the exiled card. If you do, you may cast a copy without paying its mana cost. This is kind of cheating in the way of replacing Scroll Rack because we're going to replace it with two cards. We're going to replace it with Isochron Scepter and Brainstorm. So you, you tuck Brainstorm underneath your Isochron Scepter so you can continuously cast Brainstorm. It technically gives you card advantage because you're drawing one additional card, but you're taking cards from your hand and putting them back on top of your library. Another um, way you can Brainstorm 
there is a creature called Riverwise Augur. This is an uncommon from Rivals of Ixalan. You could pick up for under a quarter from TCG player. Um, it is three and a blue, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. So if you have blink effects um, that can make it so that you continually do this every single turn, maybe you have um, like a Thassa Deep Dwelling, the new, the new Theros Thassa that can blink something every turn, or a Conjurer's Closet out there. Again, this is a two-card combo replacing Scroll Rack. Scroll Rack is a really good card in and of itself, one one-card combo. Um, Cavalier of Gales uh, is uh, from M20, does a very similar thing, two blue, blue, blue. You get a 5-5 five, five flyer when it enters, you draw three and put two back. Um, it does have the added effect of when it dies, you shuffle into your library and you scry two. So scrying is another way that you can manipulate the top of your library. Um, but the other two cards I had I wanted to talk about um, is not so much manipulating the top of your library from your hands the way Scroll Rack does, um, but actually from the rest of your library. So you have uh, a card called Limdol's Vault that you can pick up on TCG Player for under $5. It's blue and a black. And it's actually a super complicated card, in my opinion. Um, it is an instant speed. You look at the top five cards of your library as many times as you choose. You can pay one life, put those cards on the bottom, look at the next top five. And you can do that as many times until you find five that you like. Then you put those five on top any way you want, reshuffle the rest of your deck, then you're good to go. Um, this is a two-mana instant that you can put under Isochron Scepter as well, so you can, can, can constantly do it. Um, and then the last card I want to talk about is just a uh, chef's kiss card I love. Uh, Insidious Dreams. Uh, for three and a black, it's an instant. So it's four mana, so you can't put this under Isochron Scepter, but it's a, a way you can filter your hand away in order to... Uh, manipulate the top of your deck as an additional cost to play insidious dreams discard x cards from your hand search your library for x cards then shuffle your library and put those cards on top of it in any order um, you can pick up an insidious dreams this is a little bit um, pricey compared to the other cards we're talking about um, but it is uh, you can get it for under 12 dollars for a copy so i didn't play insidious dreams until you told me about it and i play that card it's really great it's nuts um I play that in my Lazav the Multifarious deck. Mm -hmm. um, seems really good. Um, yeah, it, all of these. So I play a scroll rack in my Lavinia Zorius Renegade deck mostly because um, I'm running spells that. Um, well, I guess the, it works well with the main win con, which is Approach of the Second Sun, sure. so I can get it sooner. Um, but sometimes you just have four lands in hand, and you're like, I, I need the I need the next four cards. I can't have these four lands. I'm doing nothing. Right. Um, so I I agree. There's no exact uh, or or perfect replacement for these cards, um, but there's lots of options to manipulate the top of the deck. But this is one where there's just no exact uh, exact replacement. Yeah, and then. Um... A lot of people will run this card in conjunction with a Sensei's Divining Top. Sensei's Divining Top is actually climbing in price to a point where it's actually pretty close to the same price as a Scroll Rack. It might be like 5 to $10 cheaper. Um, yeah. But Sensei's has seen at least two prints now. It has two different artworks, OG artwork, go for the dreidel. It's the best one. Does um, it also have a judge, judge printing as well? Does it yeah. have three printings? Yeah, I guess it would have three printings then. So, I guess you shouldn't count the judge and actually flooding the pool or, well, you know, flood, flooding the market. There, there are some cases where the judge promo is uh, is cheaper than, than well, the real thing. So let's yeah, let's uh, talk about one where it's not then. Um, 
So last week, my intro, I made a joke about being rich now because my capture of Jin Shao card uh, shot up. So let's talk about um, some, you know, some extra turns. Um, capture Jin Shao <laughs> uh, is a sorcery that says pay three, uh, blue, blue, take an extra turn. But it's from uh, Portal, Three yeah. Kingdoms, mm -hmm. from real, real long ago. Um, and the card is expensive. Um, it is uh the lowest listing right now on tcg player is about 190 bucks yeah um but the judge promo is listed at 300 dollars now so you can actually buy the older version for cheaper than the judge version it's crazy granted yeah i mean if you want the older version i mean a lot of people want original printings i mean it's, it's white border that might be one reason why people desire the the judge promo it's also foil you can't get the old one in foil right. but this is a really expensive card, but it has this one actually has a, a one a one to one um, replacement. So you can actually just play Time Warp. Uh, Time Warp um, is three blue blue for uh, target player takes an extra turn after this one. So this is actually just a, a, a reprint, um, and Time Warp has been printed um, a few times, and uh, you can get it for as as low as ten dollars now. So instead of spending uh, just shy of two hundred or three hundred, you can get it get it for about ten dollars. But there's a lot of extra turn spells now. Granted, if you're playing an extra turn deck, you you're probably aware of most of these because mm -hmm. um, you're probably playing all of them. But you know you've got extra turn spells in in colors that aren't even just blue. You do have mono red take an extra turn, um, but it has a stipulation of you get an extra turn, but at the end of that turn you lose the game. Mm -hmm. You have a Boros extra turn that has the same stipulation at the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Um, you do have um, an extra turn in 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 colorless, both Emrakul's, um, but I guess Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn is banned, so you can't play that, but Emrakul, the Promised End, um, does say uh, that player takes an extra turn. Sure. But if you can steal the turn somehow, um, there, there's that. But I guess you've got a lot of cheap cheap um extra turn spells like karn's temporal sundering is from dominaria so that that set was printed a lot but it costs one extra mana so instead of three blue blue it's four blue blue and you have to have a legendary permanent to cast it because it's one of the legendary sorceries um that card you can buy for less than a dollar uh there's there's a card from the uh from uh, i believe it's Shadowmore. Um, savor the moment, you take an extra turn for one blue blue, but then you skip the untap step of, of that turn. Sometimes you don't need it. This only costs three mana. Yeah, I actually do play that in my Super Friends deck because it's do really you? good when you just get extra Planeswalker activations. Oh, okay. And, I mean, you can get this card for, for as cheap as $10 as well. Now, you, you do have Is It um, extra turns in both Stitch and Time and Rails Eric, but both of those require you to successfully flip a coin and mm -hmm. and and win your coin flip. Um, still, Stitch and Time is is not an expensive card. You can get it for about a a, a buck eighty. Um, the, it was reprinted in the Guilds of Ravnica Guild kits, and then Rails Eric was just reprinted in Commander last year, mm -hmm. and it was in Dragon's Maze. That you can buy a Rails Eric for about eighty five cents. Granted, you have to plus him and then successfully ultimate it, mm -hmm. but there are extra turn spells. You've also got a mono green extra turn spell that I think is underplayed. Uh, seed time, one in a green instant. Play it only during your turn, and if an opponent cast a blue spell, you get an extra so, turn. Yes, 
I've never even it, heard of this card before. Really? Yeah. It's 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 um from from Judgment. The cards you can buy it for about four dollars and fifty cents. Um, but yeah, a lot of people play blue. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of discussion online about how people want to like. There's there's groups of people that want to play commander, but no blues allowed for a game sure. because you know you just don't want to get counterspelled. Well, I, I'd gladly welcome it if I was playing Seed Time because you can counter my horribly awful spell that I know you're going to counter, and then I'm just going to play Seed Time then, and you won't ho- hopefully have the counter for that, and I'll just take another turn, and you're out of your counter spell, and I have all my mana back. Mm-hmm. So there's there's replacements for extra turn spells that are a lot cheaper than um captive jinshao um and again they come with they come with stipulations or excessively high mana cost beacon of tomorrow's costs eight but you shuffle it back into your library um temporal trespass costs 11 but it has delve right so if you don't care about the stuff in your graveyard go ahead and take an extra turn okay um the next one i had is i don't know if you have been paying attention uh out there people um, but during this whole quarantine time, uh, actually a lot of uh, old, older cards that are EDH staples are actually shooting up in price. Um, yeah, as we saw with, with Andy's capture of the Jinshao and my Imperial Seal, um, some of these cards are just rocketing up in price. Another one of these cards that is continuing to go up in price is Wheel of Fortune. Um, Wheel of Fortune... I think the cheapest you can pick one up for right now, our market price on TCG player is um, $90. And I literally can't find one actually on sale right now. I don't know if my internet's down. Now we're looking at um, $120 to pick up a Wheel of Fortune, a revised Wheel of Fortune. Um, you know, Only up from there uh, with its other printings in uh, Alpha, Beta, and Judge Promo. Um, so which we'll, promo is at 650 yeah it's uh it's pretty nuts uh the cost of this card um so wheel of fortune you know what does it do why are people paying so much money for it uh two and a red it's a sorcery it says all players must discard their hands and draw seven new cards that's it that's all it does <laughs> um, it's really great it's really it's, great let me draw <laughs> let me get rid of the crap i have and get something new so the the real um the real awesome part about it is it's technically card advantage in in mono red that's that's really 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 the best part about it um you know it draws everyone back up to seven um alternatively some other wheels but really it's a wheel there are so many other wheels that are out there that you can play instead of windfall windfall is not a necessary card in your deck um so if we are forced to stay in the red colors what can we do about wheels? There is a miracle card um, that was printed a couple times. It was printed in uh, Commander Set, and um, I think it was printed in one other set, um, in Avison Restored. So Miracle says if it's the first card that you draw uh, on your turn, you can cast it for its miracle cost rather than its regular cost. So Reforge the Soul is for three red red. Each player discards his or her hand and draws seven cards. Exact same effect. The miracle cost is one and a red. So if you can somehow manipulate this card to the top of your library with, I don't know, like a Mystical Tutor or a Vampiric Tutor. A Skull Rack. 
you could use a bunch of all the other expensive <laughs> cards to get this card back on top. Um, but if you draw it, you can, like, I mean, it's it's absolutely one of the best top decks you can if you're empty-handed. You know, top deck, reforge your soul, one in a red, throw it down, get a brand new seven. Um, I play reforge the soul in, in my wheel decks, even the ones that are super uh, tuned, because sometimes you'll run into someone who does make you discard your entire hand, and it, it absolutely is one of the uh, best top decks. Um, so still staying in red, we have Winds of Change. Winds of Change only costs one red, um, but it says each player counts the cards in his or her hand, shuffles those cards into his or her deck, then draws that many cards. So you're not drawing back up to seven in this case. Um, uh, Winds of Change you can pick up for, I'm sorry, Reforge the Soul you can pick up for under $5. Winds of Change you can pick up for um, under $12 right now. Um, it, it is actually seeing kind of an uptick right now. Um, so uh, the bad part about Winds of Change, if you are building around the wheel mechanic in terms of your opponent or you discarding cards, Winds of Change does not say you discard the cards. You shuffle them back in. You don't draw back up to seven. Um, but this could actually be more beneficial. If you're holding 12 cards in hand and, and you cast a Winds of Change, you're going to draw back um, up to 12. Uh, another red card, Incendiary Command. Um, Incendiary Command was printed uh, in a Commander 2013. You can pick one up for under $2 a copy right now. It was also printed in Lorwyn. Uh, it's for three, a red and a red. Incendiary Command deals, you choose two effects. It either deals four damage to target player, deals two damage to each creature, Um you destroy a non-basic land, or each player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards. So again, you don't have the drawback up to seven, but this card is modal. Um, so in a lot of ways, you know, it, it's it's better than a Wheel of Fortune. Um, it does cost two, two mana more, um, but you get to do a few other things. Um, Wheel of Fate has been printed a lot. I'm not a huge fan of this card, but technically it, it is mono red and it does wheel. Um, it has suspend. So for one and a red, you put four suspend counters, meaning it's going to take four turns until the actual spell goes off. Um, each player discards his or her hand then draws seven cards. If you have a way of uh, casting a spell for free instead of its mana cost, um, this is a way to actually use Wheel of Fate as a Wheel of Fortune effect. Um, and then finally in red, we have, sticking in red, we have Magus of the Wheel. Um, for two and a red, it is actually a creature, a 3-3 human wizard, that you can pay one and a red and tap it, and sacrifice Magus of the Wheel. Each player discards their hand, then draws seven cards. So this obviously has huge drawback, uh, seeing as if it doesn't have haste, you can't activate it the turn it comes out. It's five mana total in order to do it. Um, but there are actually some benefits to it. You do have a 3-3 body in case you need a blocker. You know, you can block and then activate it in response. It doesn't say you have to do it at sorcery speed. Um, so you can do it at instant speed, really, if it, if it has some sort of um, haste ability. And then uh, reanimating a creature back to um, the battlefield is a lot easier than um, getting an instant or sorcery back to your hand. So in some ways, it can actually be better. Um, just a quick overview of some of the non-red cards you can play. Um, you have uh, Windfall, you can pick up for under $2. Uh, it's two and a blue. Uh, Jace's Archivist, you can pick up for under $2. Again, it's another creature, but this one you don't have to sacrifice when you activate it. Uh, Whirlpool Warrior, you can pick up for under $2. Um, this one has an ETB, you get a brand new hand, and then sacrifice it, everyone gets a brand new hand. 
Whispering Madness you can pick up for under a dollar. It has Cypher, so you can do it multiple times. It's in black and blue. Um, Dark Deal, you can reduce people's hand size, and Teferi's Puzzle Box is a constant um, card draw. Uh, Dark Deal under $2, Teferi's Puzzle Box under 8 yeah, you have lots of wheel options. Like if you're playing a so, wheels deck and you don't have a wheel of fortune, don't don't worry. You're still you're totally fine. You're that is completely unnecessary to have the wheel of fortune. If you have it, great. Of course, throw it in. But mm -hmm. if you don't have it, it's not like you can't build your Nekusar or the Locust God deck or whatever wheel deck you want to build. You're you're golden. So many other options. So many other options. Um, now, while you're looking for your wheel cards, mm -hmm. you might want to be able to, you know, put them into your hand with the, with a tutor, like Demonic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor, yeah. both of which are very expensive cards now. <clears throat> Even though Demonic Tutor has 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 seen multiple reprintings, um, Vampiric Tutor has been reprinted. Um, I wanted to focus on Demonic Tutor specifically, uh, or or tutors that can grab a card from your library and put it into your hand directly. Um, so Demonic Tutor right now, you can find one for around $30. There's some that are just under. It depends on the printing. I think the, the cheapest one is the Demonic Tutor from the Dual Deck Divine vs. Demonic that was reprinted in, I believe it was Dual Deck Anthologies a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, and, and I like that artwork. It's Liliana with, with um, it's not Razaketh. It's the one from, it's the one from Amonkhet Black? No, it's not. That's Razaketh. That would be Razaketh. It's the it's the one that is it Kothafed? It's Kothafed. Yes. The one yes. that so the one that originally put the curse on Liliana. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It ripped her skin off and it was real <laughs> gruesome. I read the story, Magical Origins. It was crazy. <laughs> so if you want to be able to tutor for any card in your hand, there's lots of options. Um, these come with um, Really, for the most part, they come with higher CMCs, right? So Demonic Tutor is one in a black, so you like for a card, put it into your hand, shelf your library. You don't have to reveal it. You just put it into your hand. Um, so, you know, one card that I play, and I think a lot of people play this, is Dark Petition. Three black, black, so it costs five. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand. But then it also has Spell Mastery. If you have two or more instant or sorceries in your graveyard, you add black, black, black to your mana pool, so that's kind of cool. So you, you essentially played a demonic tutor if you had spell mastery right you get the mana back then um i don't look at it that way but you absolutely can sure um there's the stipulation that it's only a that it's only a demonic tutor if you have instant or sorceries in your graveyard um dark petition costs three dollars you can find that for real real cheap you could probably find it cheaper than that at, a, at one of your local game stores um Another card from Rivals of Ixalan is Mastermind's Acquisition. It actually only costs four, two black black, and it has two modes. So you can either search your library for a card and put it into your hand, or if you're playing not Commander, you could search your, search your library for, or choose a card from outside the game and put it into your hand. Um, that one never comes into play in um, Commander, but it costs four. Um, and you can find this card for $1.65. I need to I need to message a judge about companion real quick with this card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, judges. <laughs> so many questions with with the Ikoria mechanics. Um, another card. Um, many people might not know this exists um, from Coil's OG block. Uh, Razakath's right. 
three black black, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, it's a sorcery. But it also has cycling for one black. So you might not need uh, you might not need that tutor, so you can just cycle it away. Um, you can find this for 40 cents. So uh, you can exchange um, $29.50 for three three extra mana is essentially is essentially what you're doing here. Um, Again, like we said, there's this isn't an exhaustive list. There's a ton of tutors. Yeah. These are just the ones that we play most often. Um, but I, I want to talk about um, a mechanic that a lot of people don't play that essentially is another tutor. And it's cheaper, but it has restrictions. So it's the mechanic transmute. Okay. So you can pay a transmute cost. You discard the card, search your library for a card with the same CMC, and put it into your hand. So the stipulation here is that it has to be the same CMC of the printed card, mm -hmm. but transmute is usually significantly cheaper than what you would pay for these expensive tutors. So you have cards like Demir Infiltrator. is uh, It's a two CMC creature, but it has transmute for one blue and a black. So you only have to pay three to do your tutor you can only grab a card with CMC two. Right. So there is a restriction there. Um, Demir Houseguard is seen a lot in Commander. It, 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 ha it costs four, but it has transmute one black black. Um, so for these transmute costs, again, you discard the card after paying the transmute cost and search your library for a spell with the same CMC. So looking right here, you've got a one CMC, uh, a two, there's three two th there's a couple of threes a couple of fours um a five and a six i see mm -hmm. so you can tutor for a lot but Teleria west is also a land that you pay three to transmute and you can transmute for a zero cmc card yep. so you've got one two three four five six and nine there's there's a nine uh, yep yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, and nine. Yeah. So um, the transmute costs are significant. The nine CMC one only has transmute three, but most of these have transmute for th for three. Yeah, they're a combination of uh, one black, black, one blue, blue, or one blue, black. It, it was a Demir mechanic from the Ravnica blocks, and then um, Future Sight has had Teleria West, so understandably that's why it's in blue and black. But the... Tutors we talked about are are all in black. There are tutors in other colors. Um, Worldly Tutor, those put cards at the top of your library, but it's a specific requirement. So white has um, Enlightened Tutor. You can grab an artifact or an enchantment, correct? Yeah. With where, yep, yep. And then Worldly Tutor is a creature. And those put it on top of the library, like the Vampiric Tutor puts it on top of the library. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of budget options. And I think these transmute cards are significantly underplayed. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have the, the added benefit of, of throwing creatures into your graveyard then, too, if you're playing some sort of reanimation or Sir Conrad type of deal. Well, and these all, I mean, I mean, Muddle the Mixture is a counter spell that has transmute. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it, sometimes you just want to use the counter spell. You know, Teleria West is still a land that taps for blue. So um, I don't I don't think they're bad. I just think transmute's a little underplayed. So if you don't play transmute and and tutor away this way, you should try it out. Yeah. It's pretty great. M Muddle is actually played in CEDH a lot too. Um, two CMC finding your two CMC combo pieces is is really good. Like I don't know Isochron Scepter, you can go find, uh, and <laughs> yeah. but you have a counter spell that you can save up just in case and, until you know whenever you need it. 
Yeah. That's, that's, so those, that's are, those are tutor options. All right. Now, this next one. Personally, I am a glutton for this card. I own, yes, you are. I own lots, <laughs> lots of copies of this card, and I bought it when it wasn't this expensive. Um, but I love this card. It's Cabal Coffers. Uh, Cabal Coffers is a land uh, that was printed at Uncommon in Torment. And I think it was printed in a couple other... Uh, so it was printed in Torment. It, there's a promo and it was printed in uh, Plain Chase. It's a judge promo. Um, so the cheapest copy you can find right now is about... Uh, looks like you can get one for like 43 bucks. Um, yeah, that's pricey. That's a pricey card. It's, it's a land. Produces mana yeah. sometimes. It doesn't always <laughs> produce mana. Uh, so for two generic, you have to pay into it and tap it to add black to your mana pool for each swamp you control. Um, so you really only want to play this in a swamp heavy deck. Now it doesn't say basic swamp. It does just say swamp, which is really nice. If you play a card like Urborg, which is another land that costs, I think about 20 bucks right now that turns, uh, all lands into swamps in addition, uh, to their other types. So when I was looking at Cabal Coffers budget replacements, I was looking at, um, cards that care about swamps uh, in order to produce extra mana <clears throat> so in dominaria they already basically uh, reprinted this card in a budget version uh, they call it cabal stronghold cabal stronghold you can pick one up for under three dollars uh, taps for a colorless or you can pay three into it and tap it to add black for each basic swamp you control so it does have that edit uh, extra stipulation of a basic swamp it does also cost one extra mana uh, to pay into in order to tap it however it does have the added effect of tapping for a colorless um where cabal coffers does not tap for a colorless it's just it either you're tapping it for its ability or you're not tapping it um <clears throat> another card that i like to play in a majority of my black decks to to help with ramp is cryptgast uh, Cryptgast is a 2-2 creature for 3 and a black uh, with Extort. And honestly, Extort is just icing on top of the cake. Um, but his main ability says whenever you tap a swamp for mana, add black to your mana pool. So you get an additional black every time you tap a swamp. <clears throat> um, Extort says whenever you cast a spell, you may pay a black or a white. Uh, if you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. Important to note that this text is actually part of... Um, a keyword the keyword is just extort so you don't actually have to follow the color identity of um, the extort activation which is technically black and white you can just play this in a mono black deck i would like more extort i know that's not the point of this conversation but you know this is a good mechanic grass yeah. distort is so good in multiplayer formats absolutely and once we go yeah. back to ravnica again oh please yes <laughs> we can we get some more orzov stuff going on we can uh, we can do that i guess as long as i get a cryptcast reprint that's fine with me so cryptcast okay. uh does cost about uh five bucks it's a solid staple reprinted in um commander decks and then uh obviously original printing was in ravnica in gate crash um Nurkana Revenant does a very similar thing. Uh, it is two mana more expensive, so it's four black black uh, for a 4-4 a four, four Vampire Shades. So whenever you tap a swamp for mana, and an additional black. It does have the 
um, added effect of pay a black and it gets plus one plus one until end of turn so it kind of self synergizes uh, this did just see a um, a reprint so original printing was in rise of the eldrazi it did see a reprint in battle bond both at mythic level so it did keep its price a little bit you can pick one up for about eight dollars right now um, it can be a win con if you have enough black mana but really it's there to you know produce extra black mana hopefully you can like reanimate it out so that it doesn't cost as much um we have actually if you if you only need the mana on one turn there is a sorcery called bubbling muck uh, bubbling muck costs one black and it says until end of turn whenever a player taps a swamp for mana it produces an additional black so if you're just looking to combo off once bubbling muck all your swamps now tap for double um very similar to like a high tide would be for blue where it says all islands tap for double um so bubbling muck can definitely make use um if you really really just want to pump as much mana into it you can cast a rain of filth immediately afterwards a black instant says each land you control gain sacrifice this land add black to your mana pool until end of turns sack all your lands <laughs> Um, and then, obviously, uh, a card that you can play in every single deck. Um, you would particularly only want to play it in monocolor decks, but you could play it in more, uh, is Caged Sun. Caged Sun is an artifact that costs six generic mana. This is when it enters the battlefield, choose a color. Creatures you control of the chosen color get plus one, plus one. Whenever a land's ability causes you to add one or more mana of the chosen color, add one additional mana of that color. So that actually helps you in that. You don't actually need swamps to be tapping for black in order to get additional black. Cage Sun doesn't care if it is a swamp. It doesn't care if it's a basic. It just cares what mana type it's producing. Um, you don't want to play this in Shiray, by the way, because it turns your one power creatures into two power creatures, and then they don't come back with Shiray, a lesson I learned the hard way. And then <laughs> the last card and kind of a, a segue in, in another subject i wanted to talk about is magus of the coffers so magus of the coffers there is a there's a series of cards that they printed called the the magus cards uh which are magi the magi they, they are the the magi <laughs> yeah no that's actually right the magi um or magi magi either one they're it's both they're both right depends what language you're speaking i don't know which one's right in english so uh we have magus of the coffers um, which is basically a creature printing of Cabal Coffers, the same way that Magus of the Wheel was a creature printing of um, Wheel of Fortune. So for four and a black, you get a human wizard that's a 4-4. Four, four. It says pay two and tap it. Add black to your mana pool for each swamp you control. You can pick up a Magus of the Coffers for under $4. Um, again, it's a way that you can have it on a creature and you can reanimate it. Hopefully you have a way to give it haste. It does have a body. It's actually a pretty good body too, a 4-4. Four, four. Um, so they did print these series of cards called Magus cards. So there's um, the, the big ones that will, I guess, kind of save you money uh, if you want to use them as direct replacements for the cards are Magus of the Wheel for Wheel of Fortune, Magus of the Coffers for Cabal Coffers, Magus of the Candelabra for Candelabra yeah. of Tawanos, uh, Magus of the Will for Yogmoth's Will. Magus of the Moon for Blood Moon, which is actually going up in price right now. Um, Magus of the Moon. There are red modern decks that want to play both. They just want to, they need to moon out immediately. Um, <laughs> there's Magus of the Tabernacle, which Tabernacle I don't think is legal in EDH, but I believe Magus of the Tabernacle is no, legal in EDH. I, I do. I actually think 
Tabernacle at Pandro Vale is legal. It is legal? Uh, I've never seen one, someone play confer- it before. Well, it's really expensive. Let me it confirm. Is. Um, it is what? It is legal? No, it's expensive. Oh. Um, and while you're looking that up, the, the last one I had on this list was Magus of the Moat. Um, I love that card. Because Moat is a also an expensive card. Moat is expensive, yes. Also, I don't know if that one's legal in ADH either. But yeah, so so they printed these Magus cards or Magi cards, whatever you want to call them. They're human equivalents of these um, rather expensive cards uh, that have activated abilities. Uh, obviously, most of the cards that are printed after are not humans. They don't have summoning sickness uh, and all of the... When I say humans, I mean creatures. I don't know if they're actually all humans. Um, obviously, all the creatures have summoning sickness when they come in. So, Tabernacle at Pendrovale is not banned in Commander. Okay. Is Moat? Can you look that one up? Too? Uh, I, I, I don't think Moat is... Either. No, Moat's not banned. Okay. Um, there, just... there are some other uh, printings of Magi uh, to replace some other expensive cards that I don't think are one-to-one. Um, so Magus of the Bazaar is also uh, one where you tap it, discard three cards, draw two cards to replace Bazaar of Baghdad. Um, there is Magus of the Library, which I, I, it must be Library of Alexandria because I don't actually... I've never actually seen the Library of Alexandria, and it's definitely not uh, Sylvan Library that it's replacing because it's just you draw a card if you have seven. That's all it does, or taps. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. Li- Library of Alexandria okay. taps to add a colorless, or tap it, draw a card only if you have seven or more in your hand. Okay, okay. So, um, so I guess that's kind of a um, a pseudo reprint as well. Uh, one one big downfall, I guess, to some of these are they do have a color where a majority of these are actually kind of like lands, um, like coffers doesn't have a, coffers does have black as a color identity, um, but like tabernacle doesn't have a, or no, tabernacle has a color identity. Moat doesn't have a color identity. Moat's white. Bizarre Baghdad doesn't have a color identity. That one I know. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And and the the uh, Magus of the library, I'm sorry, library correction. It does say you have to have exactly not seven or more. Oh, exactly yeah, seven. Yeah. Yep. So and that one's in green. Correct. Yep. So uh, yeah, just a quick aside there for the Magus cards. They're uh, definitely budget versions um, that do pretty much, if not exactly, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I play. I play uh, Magus of the Moat in my in my um, Azorius deck to make sure creatures aren't swinging at me. But um, the Magus cards are really good. Yeah. Um, the next card that I have, the next I guess series of cards are fetch lands. You've heard of these. We we've heard of these. Um, they're expensive. They're not cheap. Um, I mean, the ones that were reprinted in the Cons Black are are they're creeping up into the twenties and thirties already. Um, and there are some options, right? So you you can search for dual lands, right, with these. So it says search for um, a forest or a plains or a swamp and a mountain, whatever it is. And you can grab your shock lands that come into play because they don't say basic land. They have the actual um, basic land types of forest or plains in, in the, um, uh, I guess, 
let's talk about the lands before I go too deep into sure. that. The options, right? So I'm looking here at um, the slow fetches, mm -hmm. which I don't think get enough credit. So you, if you're, if all you're doing is grabbing a basic, right? Because you you can grab a basic. Um, the speed is really um, irrelevant, right? Because if you were to play an evolving wilds, you have to wait till the next turn. Whereas this one puts it onto the battlefield untapped. Um, so these, uh, if nothing, are good replacements for at least playing an Evolving Wilds or a Terramorphic Expanse. Um, but these, like Grasslands, says it enters the battlefield tapped, and then you can sack it to search your library for a forest or a plains and put it on the battlefield and then shuffle your library. So for this, it comes into play tapped now, but then on the next turn, you can have the whatever land you grab come into play untapped, assuming you can meet whatever the conditions are. So this card specifically you can get for a dollar thirty. Now there's there's a cycle. Um, it's not a complete ten card cycle yet, but you've got grasslands for green white, rocky tar pit for um, swamps and mountains, bad river for uh, islands and swamps, floodplain for plains and and islands, and then mountain valley for uh, mountains and forests. So the nice thing is that you can play these in a deck that doesn't um like you could play mountain valley a mountain forest in a, a red white deck you the, the the actual mana symbol for forest isn't on it so you don't have to abide by the uh commander identity restrictions for these cards um so you can play multiples of these um really great cards really cheap options um all of them are actually rocky tar pit you can get for 40 cents Bad River, you can get for two bucks. Floodplains for a dollar, and then Mountain Valley for a dollar thirty. Actually, you can get it for a, a dollar from the actual Mirage printing. Um, really cheap. Um, you're just sacrificing one turn essentially. If you're if all you're going to do is grab a, a basic, then you're not actually losing out on time. It feels like it because it comes into tap into play tapped now. But it's going to come into play tapped if you're grabbing a basic with the Evolving Wilds on that first turn. Mm -hmm. um but um these are really good options you're going to save a lot of money with these and i think that people value shock lands or i'm sorry fetch lands perhaps a bit too high if you're if you're playing three four and five colors they might feel necessary sure you do need to make sure you get your colors but if you're playing two color decks the shock the, or the fetch lands are not necessary. No. They're, they're just they're just not. You're only playing two colors. Um, if you're playing a lot of color uh, he heavy colors um, or I guess cards with a lot of pips requiring those colors. So pips are the the individual um, colored mana symbols on, on, in the on the printing of uh, the CMC of the card. If you have a lot of those, sure you you might run into some issues, I guess. But in most cases, you're you're not going to. So, um, I. I play these. I also, um, I play a lot of the manlands. I think manlands are also underrated. They come into play tapped, but those can turn into creatures. Mm -hmm. But you're not, you're not essentially, I guess, um, people talk about deck thinning. You're, you're not really doing that here. Um, in some cases, you want to shuffle your library. This still allows you to shuffle your library if you're using these slow fetches. Um, and I, I see a lot of chat online. If you're playing casual games of Magic, these are perfect. Yeah. These are perfect replacements. And if you're looking to build a five color deck or a four color deck, these are great while you save up the money to get fetch lands if that's if that's the goal. But these I fetch lands are not necessary. 
So these these are great replacements. I I do play them, and a lot of these came in. I think it was M's or the Commander 17. A lot of these were printed in Commander 18 and 17. Um, at least Rocky Tarpit Grasslands were was as well. Um, let's see, dual decks, uh, Venser and Koth for the Floodplain. Bad River has been printed in Mirage, and then Mountain Valley was in Commander 18 as well. So um, they're they're out there. I just don't think that they are played as much as they could be. Right. Just a a, a quick mention for two color decks. Uh, just as a reference. Uh, Scalding Tarn, which is the red-blue fetch, the cheapest you can pick up for right now is uh, $69, just, just under $70. I'm pretty sure you could pick up about like 8, 9, 10 dual lands, like red-blue lands that would tap for either color that are, are going to do much more for your mana base than just that one fetch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prioritize the lands that you need to upgrade your mana base. Don't go directly to the fetch land. Go to all your duels first. Yep. All right, next up, a uh, card I've never owned and I dream of, of owning it. And then uh, I look at the price and then I don't I don't dream of owning it anymore. Uh, that's Gaia's Cradle. Um, Gaia's Cradle has uh, it was printed in Urza's Saga, so very old, and it does have a Judge promo printing. Uh, judge promo printing is going for as low as $899 right now. Um, where the Urza's Saga printing you can pick up for $390 on TCG Player. Um, so for just under $400, you can pick up a Gaia's Cradle. Why is Gaia's Cradle so good? It is a legendary land that taps to add green to your mana pool for each creature you control. Okay, that's a really good effect. Um, so a lot of decks that like would produce a lot of tokens or put a bunch of creatures onto the battlefield that are like low CMC, uh, typically seen a lot in elf decks uh, like playing this and it helps you ramp out, um, play large X spells or overrun uh, type effects on creatures. Um, so it is a very powerful card. It's definitely a remove on spot if you're ever going up against it. So some budget things you can replace. There's actually a card that Wizards obviously printed as uh, an homage to it or just a um, a, a non-broken reprint version of it called Growing Rights of Itlamok. Growing Rights is a legendary enchantment. Cost two and a green printed in Ixalan. Um, it does cost about $13 right now. So it's a little bit, you know, maybe still out of some people's budgets. Um, but when it enters the battlefield, uh, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creatures, you transform Growing Rights of Itlamok and you transform it into Itlamok Cradle of the Sun. Yeah, if that's not an homage to Gaia's Cradle, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. Um, so that is a legendary land that either taps for a green or taps for a green um, for each creature you control. So it does have that added effect uh, where it can just tap for a forest. Gaia's Cradle taps for nothing if you do not have a creature on the battlefield. So this has that small bit of upside. Um, Obviously, it takes a lot more to get it on the battlefield because you have to transform your enchantment uh, in order to get it. It dies to removal just as easily as the Gaia's Cradle, um, but it does have that little extra advantage when it enters the battlefield for you to search uh, and, and get it. So if you or, and um, search your, your top four and look for a creature, 
So if you do top deck this card late in the game versus top decking a cradle late, uh, a guy's cradle late in the game, this might actually be better for you. Um, so that's like really the only functionally same card. However, there are some other options maybe you can play instead of its slot. Um, so this isn't going, this, this is actually a little bit more expensive than the last option we talked about, but it is still very budget compared to Gaia's Cradle. And this is Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Um, it, this will cost you about $27 right now. Um, you can tap it to add a colorless, or it's, an, it's a legendary land. You tap to add a colorless, or you can pay two and tap it, choose a color, add to your mana pool an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. So if you're playing a monocolor deck, um, which often when you are playing a guy's cradle, you are playing a mono green deck, um, the creatures that you have out, um, the amount of pips that they have may actually exceed the amount of creatures that you have. So Nykthos might actually end up producing more mana for you uh, than a Gaia's Cradle will. Now, if you're going the token strategy, that's not going to be the case since um, most tokens don't actually have a devotion unless they are a token copy of another card. Um, same thing can be said for Nyx Lotus, which is a new card that was printed in Theros, a legendary artifact for four generic. It does enter the battlefield tap, but then you tap it and choose a color, add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. So very similar effect. Now, if you want to go a little bit more um, streamlined, again, Guy's Cradle is played in a lot of elf decks. There are a few elves that actually do very similar effects. Priest of Titania is one in a green. You can tap it and add a green to your mana pool for each elf on the battlefield. That one you can get for about $3. Elvish Archdruid actually does the exact same thing for one green green. It's a 2-2. Also pumps your elves with plus one, plus one. You can get that for under a dollar. Wirewood Channeler. Uh, taps to add X mana of any one color to your mana pool. So this one actually can add um, colors other than green, where X is the number of elves you have in play. And it's a 2-2 two, two for three and a green that you can get for uh, under $2. So if you're playing elves, um, you can play any of those or all of those um, instead of a Gaia's Cradle. I also I also think one one other card that that's similar is is that if you're playing a creature deck you can play cards like Cryptolith right because yep. then your creatures tap for the mana on their own so instead of tapping for each creature you have each creature taps on its own so it could be sure. similar right but the creatures have to stay out absolutely yeah um, I have a card that is not in its color um, anymore mechanically um, so Sylvan Library is a really old card. And uh, Sylvan Library is not a, a, a green mechanic, um, speaking color pie-wise. Yeah. Um, so Sylvan Library is an enchantment for one and a green that says at the beginning of your draw step, you can draw two additional cards. If you do, choose two cards from your hand that you drew this turn. For each one, pay for life or put it on top of your library, right? So you're getting some card selection here. It's not typically a green mechanic, and you don't usually get that... I guess you can get card advantage in green, but you don't get to get it this way anymore. Um, Sylvan Library doesn't have a direct replacement, um, but there are a few cards that are cheaper. Um, Sylvan Library being about uh, $45 for, for the Eternal Masters printing. Um, fifth edition you can get for uh, about 40 bucks. Commander's Arsenal is about 55. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a very cheap card, but there are cards that do things that are similar. So you could do... 
Um, if, if you're just looking for the card advantage portion, you could do Font of Mythos. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws two additional cards, right? So you get to draw two extra, but so do your opponents. So you might not want to do that. Um, that's colorless, so it can go into every deck that was playing Sylvan Library. And this is only, uh, you can get it from the Mystery Booster version. It was just reprinted in Mystery Boosters for like $3.50. Um, so that's pretty cheap. If you're looking for specific card selection, um, there's two cards um, that I have. One came out in 2017. Uh, Commander 2017 uh, was a reprint. It's from Urza Saga. It's been printed a few times, the card Abundance. So two green, green. If you would draw a card, instead choose land or non-land and you reveal from the top of your library until, until you reveal a card of the chosen kind. And you can put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library. So if you're, if you're just trying to make sure you don't draw a land and that's the purpose of playing the Southern Library, this card will prevent you from doing that or help you to achieve that goal. Um, this card is about a buck. I mean, there's some listed at a dollar from Dual Decks Nissa versus Av Nixilis. So really cheap. But the other card that I found that I that I really like, and I've I hadn't seen it until I did this research, was a card called Preferred Selection from Mirage. So it's two green green. It's an enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, you can look at the top two cards of your library. You may sacrifice preferred selection and pay two green green. If you do, put one of those into your hand. If you don't pay, put one of those cards on the bottom of your library. So you can at least filter two cards on the top of your library in green. So um, not something you see very often. Um, I guess we had it in green black. There was some, um, or no, there was a Saltai card where you could put a card into your graveyard. Um, I, I can't remember it exactly, but preferred selection feels similar. You don't get the card advantage, but if it, again, if your goal is just to have the selection, you can absolutely do it. You can do it this way. And this card is less than a dollar from Mirage. So that, that was Saltai Ascendancy you were talking about. Is it Saltai Ascendancy? Does yeah. that at the beginning of your you upkeep to... look at the top two cards of your library, put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest on the top of your library in any order. Oh, I'm so glad I remembered that. <laughs> so you can do that as well. This kind of this feels very much like that, but this is in mono green. So if your your goal is to just make sure that you have the right color. Um, this only costs one specific color of mana, not not three. So this is probably preferred, I guess, in my opinion, yep. um, over, over the Saltai Ascendancy. But um, yeah, I, I really I really like this card. So if you're if you're looking to to try to find a cheaper version of Sylvan Library or to achieve the same type of effect, those are some options. Absolutely. Um, quick note: thing I always like talking about with Sylvan Library is you actually do draw all three of those cards and then put two of them back. If you use mm -hmm. any sort of replacement effect for those card draws, um, if you do a replacement effect for all three, you don't have the ability to put any of them back down that you drew. So you don't have to pay any life and you just get... Like if you dredge three times, <laughs> you don't have to pay any life. You can just dredge nice. three times. Wonderful. Um, okay. Um, so very coincidentally, you're talking about a mono green card that has non mono green type effects uh my last card is also a mono green card with non mono green type effects uh, concordant crossroads haste uh, it's an enchant world card <laughs> so uh, it's an enchantment um it, it was printed in chronicles um and then was also printed in legends so if you want black border you're gonna have to pick up the legends version for as low as 62 dollars uh, <laughs> if, if you don't care about that and you find with a white border card like i would be you can get it um the chronicles version for as low as 30 dollars 
Uh, so what Concordant Crossroads is, it is a one green enchantment that says creatures can attack or use abilities that include tap in the activation costs as soon as they come into play on their controller's side. So it is a world effect. It's not just for you. And essentially it gives all creatures haste. I don't know if it actually grants the keyword haste. I'm looking it up in Gatherer right now. Um, all creatures have haste. Yes. Okay. It actually gives all creatures haste. So, you know, if you're so they playing, can all block ginger brew. They can all block ginger brew. Exactly. Uh, so there is from my, um, my research, there's absolutely zero cards that you can replace with concurrent crossroads in mono green to give all creatures haste. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there are some cards you can play if you expand outside of the green color or if you're only looking at a specific ability or uh, a specific creature. So first we're going to talk about Anger. Anger is for three and a red. It's a 2-2 uh, incarnation creature with haste. It says as long as Anger is in your graveyard and you control a mountain, creatures you control have haste. Um, you can get a copy of Anger for under $2. It's been reprinted quite a few times, actually. Um, I assume it'll continue to see reprints in uh, Commander sets in the future. So you do have to control Mountain. This is Mono Red. Obviously, Red is all about haste. Um, but this is haste only for your creatures, so you actually have that added extra benefit. It technically doesn't cost any mana as long as it's in your graveyard and you control Mountain. Your creature's got haste. Um, another Mono Red card is Urbrask. The hidden. Uh, Underplayed so, card. Very much so. So for three red red, you get a four four legendary creature Praetor. It says creatures you control have haste. Creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Um, so this card you can pick up for under $7. It's been reprinted once. It's reprinted once. So it has two printings. Um, so yeah, again, another mono red. It is a creature that you do have to have on the board. So you do have to invest a little bit more. It is a little bit easier to remove, but it has the added effect of being a 4-4 body and your opponent's creatures come into the battlefield tapped. Um, just slightly expanding on the green pie, if we go green and red, um, we have actually one of my favorite enchantments that they printed in Ravnica uh, Allegiance that they uh, just had the set come out. It's called Rhythm of the Wild. So for one, a red and a green, you get an enchantment that says creature spells you control can't be countered. And non-token creatures you control have Riot, meaning when they enter the battlefield, you have the choice of either putting a plus one, plus one counter on them or granting that creature haste. So um, this has the added benefit if the creature comes into play and it already has haste, you could throw a plus one, plus one counter on it and creature spells you control can't be countered. This is hella good, I would say. That's the category <laughs> I put it in. Uh, you can hella pick up a... Good. <laughs> it's, it's an uncommon, again, from a very recent set. It's still legal and standard, so you can pick it up for under $2 a card. Um, so in the event that the reason you want to give your creatures haste is not so that they can swing, but so that their abilities can activate, there is an artifact you can play called Thousand Year Elixir. Uh, it costs three generic mana. It says you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Um, so again, if you just put out a bunch of mana dorks that can tap for mana, they, they'll tap as if they had haste or an activated ability like uh, Prime Speaker Vanifer to sacrifice a creature and look for another. You can, basically, you're giving it haste. Uh, it also has the uh, added ability where you can pay one and tap it to untap target creature. So you can do some shenanigans with that ability. Um, it is an artifact, so you can play it outside of mono green as well. Um, individually, there are some cards that give um, single creatures haste. 
in Artifact or in Colorless uh, that you can play uh, if that's really what you're looking for. Swiftfoot Boots. Um, you can get for under $3 a card. Uh, pay two, equip for one. Equip Creature as Hexproof and Haste. Uh, Lightning Greaves, um, you can get for under $6. Um, cost two to put out. Equip, equip for zero, Equip Creature as Haste and Shroud. And then Hall of the Bandit Lord, one of the utility lands we talked about um, a week ago. Um, it is um, a land that enters the battlefield tapped, but then um, when it's untapped, you can pay three and tap it to add a generic to your mana pool. If the mana is spent on a creature spell, that creature gains haste. Uh, this card is a little bit more expensive. You can pick one up for under $14. Do you want to get all your cards bounced from a Cyclonic Rift? Because no one else does. So why don't we do it together? So instead of bouncing just your opponent's cards, we'll bounce all the permanents, including the ones we have. So Cyclonic Rift, it's played, it's loved, it's hated, it's yeah, it's got a love-hate relationship. It's Lots hate. of people love it. Lots of I mean, I actually don't hate it when it's played on me. It's like, well, I mean, I kind of expected it, right? Um, but for seven CMC, cause people don't remember that it is also a two CMC card. Mm -hmm. It's not just seven. I play it for the two all the time. Yeah. So individual bounce, but most people view it as a seven CMC card that bounces all of your opponents and on the impermanence. Um, it's $30. It's, I'm sorry, it's $35 now. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's just an expensive card. Um, but we have some replacements, um, but what you're giving up is, is um, that you're bouncing your own stuff. Many situations when you're playing these types of cards, you don't really care because you don't, you're probably not committing very much to the board. So some cards that are very good replacements are cards like Flood of Tears, which came out in, in, in Corset 2020, which um, is, is 87 cents for four blue blue. So actually one cheaper than a Cyclonic Rift. Uh, overloaded, um, but sorcery speed says return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. But it has, if you return four or more non non-token permanents, you control this way. You can put a permanent back from your hand onto the battlefield. So um, this was a combo in standard with omniscience. It's also happened in commander. You throw out your omniscience after yep. you flood of tears. So really, really strong card and costs next to nothing. Uh, Devastation tide. Um, Coil talked about a miracle card earlier, Reforge the Soul. This is also a miracle card. Um, if it's the first card you drew this turn, you can pay a cheaper CMC for it. But Devastation Tide costs three blue blue, and you return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands with miracle cost of one and a blue. So if it's the first card you draw, you can pay it for one and a blue. You don't have to. You don't have to pay it. You have to um, show show that it was the first card you drew that turn. But um, Five CMC is still fine, um, but again, sorcery speed, and you're bouncing everything. Um, there's a specific commander printed card uh, called Coastal Breach, came out in Commander 16. Um, I also think this card is underplayed. It, it costs seven, six, six generic and a blue, but it has Undaunted, so it costs one generic less for each opponent you have. So if you've got three opponents, you're only paying four for this. Um, you return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands at sorcery speed. This card's about $3. Um, so if you don't mind bouncing your own stuff, you have a replacements for Cyclonic Rift. Um, there's, there's lots of cards that'll bounce things. Um, if you're looking for individual bounce, there's a ton of those and they cost mere cents. But if you're looking to bounce the entire board, you've got a few options here and um, they're all really cheap. So you don't have to spend all that money 
on a Cyclonic Rift. And then if you play with a bunch of people that already despise Cyclonic Rift, then you can say you're not playing Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> <laughs> and then get them good with all these other cards. And then get them really good with a, with a flood of tears. And then you lay your omniscience and then everybody just groans. Yeah. I've never done it. To be fair, I've never done that in Commander, but I played that combo deck in Standard mm-hmm. with the with the Risen Reef and the and the drawing the cards and yes, so good. And the Tamio, ah, oh, Tamio bringing it back. And, mm-hmm. Ugh, thought Erasure me now. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so these are these are just a few. We we like like Quail said, we had somebody talk about this. This is this was fun actually, and there's a lot more cards that we could go over. We didn't have a specific range, like price range, like the card must be this many dollars or more for it to hit this list. We didn't we didn't do that this time, but we could probably do um a version of this where we chose like cards that are ten dollars and we need to find something cheaper. But this was really fun. Um and there's a lot of substitutions that you can make in, in Commander with all these cards and a lot that I didn't know about until just today, until right. well, until just this week, I guess, mm-hmm. um, when I was doing a lot of the, the research for like the replacements for Sylvan Library. <laughs> didn't know those cards exist. I mean abundance, obviously because I bought a precon, but I did not know all of them. So right. um yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff here. So save some money. We hope <laughs> we hope you do because it's expansive. This game's expansive. It's an expensive game. It's an expansive game. Um, you want to go over your commander of the week? Hogak, Arisen Necropolis, which yes. by the way is the funniest deck name when you sent me the list because <laughs> it's on a YouTube video. I was dying. Was it called Hog Nasty or Hog Daddy? So, it's, it's, so I call him the Hog Daddy and um, <laughs> because the, the deck's name is going Hog Wild Nasty. <laughs> uh, so Hogak Arisen Necropolis, the murderer of modern, uh, is a five... Um, Hybrid Golgari, hybrid Golgari, legendary creature avatar. Uh, he's an 8-8 uh, with trample. However, you can't spend mana to cast this spell. No, no. But he has convoke and delve, uh, meaning you can tap creatures for mana. Uh, the creature, uh, if they have a color identity, can tap for that color. Um, and then delve, meaning you can exile cards from your graveyard to pay for a generic mana cost uh, for him. And then you can also cast Hogak from your graveyard. So what this deck wants to do, uh, it has a Lands Matter sub-themes and a Reanimator sub-theme. Um, so th- the idea is to fill the graveyard up, either reanimate the creatures back, use the cards in there that aren't creatures that we're not going to reanimate back in order to cast Hogak. Um, our Lands Matter abilities are going to help us create a bunch of tokens that are going to help us uh, get Hogak on the battlefield. And then through through pure value is how we're going to try to win this game. Swinging at people with huge things. There is one infinite combo in the deck that can close out the game if need be. Uh, I don't actually run tutors in the deck, so there's no way for me to just go search it out. However, my card draw engines in here are pretty good, um, such as like Villas Broker of Blood, uh, a, fan, a fan favorite, and by a fan I mean me, a favorite of me, um, <laughs> in order to draw a bunch of stuff. Um, and then obviously I had to put worm coil engine in here as well, uh, because for namesake, cause Absolutely. you got, cause that's me. Uh, so I do only run three pieces of artifact ramp, 
um, being Golgari, Signet, Soul Ring, and Talisman of Resilience. So because of that, I'm running 38 lands. Uh, I am running every legal, um, every worthwhile and legal fetch land besides um, the newest, the newest fetch land from Fabled Passage. Yeah, I'm not running Fabled Passage simply because I don't own one. Um, so we're we're gonna have some some lands matter payoffs, uh, such as Avenger of Zendikar, which enters the battlefield. You get a plant token for each land you control, and then whenever a land enters the battlefield. Um, you put a plus one plus one counter on each land. Um, we have uh, Lotus Cobra in here, so whenever a land enters the battlefield, we can add one mana of any color or mana pool. So that also makes up for uh, the lack of um, artifacts. Um, when we go over to um, the how to fill the graveyard up, we have a lot of dredge cards that we're going to play. So dredge means if you were to draw a card, you can instead return this card from your graveyard to your hand and take a number of cards from the top of your library and put it in your graveyard equal to the dredge cost. So we have cards like Stinkweed Imp uh, with dredge five, um, and we have uh, Golgari Grave Troll with dredge six, um, as well as a few other cards. Um, we have Hermit Druid in order to fill up our graveyard, which is one in a green. You get a 1-1 one, one, uh, Druid. You can pay a green, tap it, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a basic land. Put that card into your hand. Put all other cards revealed this way into your graveyard. Um, typically, when you're playing this card, like in a competitive scene, you'll play like no basics and then mill your entire deck. Uh, we're playing 13 basics in this, so we are hopefully going to mill a big chunk of our deck, but not all of it. Uh, we play Ulamog, the Infinite Gyre, in here just to reshuffle our, our graveyard if we need to. Uh, Seer Comrade, the Grim, is super, super good in this deck. So um, whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves your graveyard, Sir Conrad the Grim deals one damage to each opponent. So not only does this synergize with milling ourselves to put creatures in uh, our graveyard, reanimating creatures when creatures leave our graveyard, but it also helps if we... Um, delve those creatures away in order to cast Hogak. They are leaving our graveyard, uh, thus they do damage. Some huge payoffs we have, like Lord of Extinction, whose power and toughness equal to the number of cards in all graveyards, so it can be really huge towards the end of the game. Shieldred Whispering One, making other people sacrifice their stuff, and you reanimating your stuff at the beginning of every upkeep. Um, Splendid Reclamation, to return all the lands from our graveyard to the battlefield, and we get tons of triggers that way. But really, the um, infinite combo that hopefully uh, we will pull off if the game is going on for too long is uh, Phyrexian Altar and Karazda Guild Mage. So Karazda Guild Mage is a black and a green elf shaman 2-2 that says yeah, you can pay one, a black and a green. Target creature gets plus one, plus one and gains intimidate until end of turn. Or you can pay two, a black and a green. Sacrifice a non-token creature to create X, one, one green sapling creature tokens where X is the sacrificed creature's toughness. So the idea is we're going to sacrifice Hogak in order to get eight tokens. We're going to tap seven of those tokens to recast Hogak from our graveyard. And then... Um, we can sacrifice four of those tokens with Phyrexian Altar to reactivate Karazda Guildmage to sacrifice Hogak, repeating the process until we have so many tokens and so much mana we don't know what to do with. Uh, just kidding. We do know what to do with it, except we <laughs> eight for 100. Just kidding. So that's basically the deck uh, specifics you can see in the deck list that we'll post. Um, bunch of reanimation spells is what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah, and you can see it play out also, like we said earlier on YouTube, so check that out. We'll post a link to that video as well. And um, 
Yeah, that's a that's a very strong deck and one that is very resilient until someone hits it with a Bajookabog. Yeah, Bajookabog, or... Leyline of the Void, whatever it takes, yeah. it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does happen. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you all for listening. If you want to contact us, you can find us um, uh, on Twitter at GuardianPod. Uh, you can find me directly at AT Flory. You can find me at WormCoilEngine. And you can look for hashtag GuardianProjectPod to find our posts and episodes. You can also email us at GuardianProjectPod at gmail.com. And if you're on Discord and you're interested in joining the discussion, send us a message and you can jump into our um, our server. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of people are setting up games to play Commander while we're all at home. Um, so we hope you come and hang out with us. And we will be back next week. Woo-hoo. See you guys later. Bye-bye. See ya. Couldn't stop talking. I need to pick up some more of these these cards, honestly. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't mention Wishclaw Talisman in the tutor section, because I know you play that in Lies Old. I actually actually do. You're right. Um, Just uh, didn't come to mind when I was... There were so many options. You stole tutors from me, Andy. You stole the tutors from me. (laughs)